Hey, Scott Graves here, creator of the Kestrel Files, jumping in here to tell you that this show has joined the Apollo Plus program. Apollo Plus is a creator-owned platform where subscribers can help support some cool fiction podcast creators like Tal Manier, Bloody FM, Ransom Productions, and me. Apollo Plus shows are ad-free and I've got some pretty cool bonus content. And if that sounds cool, you can join Apollo Plus by downloading the Apollo Podcast app on Android or iOS, or by going to apollopodcast.com. Again, that's apollopodcast.com or through the Apollo Podcast app on iOS and Android. Thanks for the support. You're listening to a Gravestone Production Podcast. Welcome to our solar system. The year is 2373 standard Earth time. Humanity has colonized the planets and brought with them the omnipresent artificial intelligence known as Kestrel. Today, we dive deeper into Kestrel's memory banks to explore the worlds through her ears. Let us continue our journey now. This is the second log for Operation Ghost Touch. Uh, I am Ryland. This is probably going to be a short log. There's not much to report, fortunately. Uh, big news today, though. We are officially halfway to the location where we will meet the comet. It's super exciting, and honestly, I'm so excited and nervous for this expedition to reach the end goal. Um, those of you who have traveled through warp for long periods of time, basically anywhere in the UOSR, the journeys take a long time. I mean, I think on average the journey from Uranus to Neptune takes a 105 days. Our current estimated distance from our starting point of Vanarok Refuge places us between Saturn and Uranus. Uh, on a commercial warp engine, we would be just past Jupiter. Anyway, 48 standard Earth days into our journey, I thought I would give you guys a little taste of what we do while traveling at 18 million miles per hour through space because we have no contact with the outside while in warp. Kennedy apparently is a huge movie buff. They've downloaded like 400-something movies, which they plan on watching over the course of the journey. I think they're watching like one or two movies a day, sometimes three. And somehow Kennedy does this while playing his spaceship combat simulator. I don't, I don't know how he does it, but he manages. He also manages to regularly work out, which is incredible. Senna and I are simple scientists, so we've filled our time with Borderscape 1, 2, 3, and 4, and our goal is to beat all four games before we reach the comet. Uh, we've already reached halfway through Borderscape 3, though, which means we'll probably have several days to figure out what to do. It's not exactly the most exciting of journeys, but we have several research journals with us, so... And I also brought several Studio Nosferatu movies we can crank through. We're mostly just three people crammed into a moderately-sized ship for a little over three Earth months, and I'm already tired of the pasta and dried meats we've brought with us. I would kill for some ankylo steak. We have exclusively chicken for meat and a single package of celebratory bacon. We also need to start rationing our onions, garlic, and tomatoes. Uh, good news is that we definitely brought enough oranges, though. Senate apparently dislikes the taste of oranges, which I did not know that, despite having like been his co-worker for however many years is that? Like, five years? But yeah, he doesn't like the taste of oranges, and he's been using the vitamin C pills, which means more for me, I guess. Uh, oh, 
One of the interesting things we did discover is that Senate and I are both from Vanarak Refuge. Apparently we graduated a few years apart from the Haravex Technomancy University, though I got my degree in Biomancy and Senna got theirs in Technomantic Engineering. But the really interesting part is we spend a lot of time together since we're on the same time frame. Our circadian rhythms run off of standard refuge time, whereas Kennedy is from Earth and runs off of standard Earth time. So they operate on a 24-hour day cycle, whereas Senna and I operate on a 36-hour cycle. Uh, this is the first time I've ever embarked on an expedition through warp with multiple planetary time zones in one ship, and I think it's interesting how after a month and a half, none of us have adapted to any sort of local ship time. Just a little fun fact there for you, I guess. Uh, anyway, I'll have to upload this log when we exit warp, so Mission Control will get this and another audio log of our exiting warp when I finally get to sending those. So uh, I'll see you later, I guess. Ryland, over and out. Hey, Scott Graves here, creator of the Kestrel Files. I just want to say that this show has joined the amazing Apollo Plus program. Apollo Plus is a creator-owned platform where subscribers can help support a bunch of shows like Mars Fall, Wireland Ranch, Someone Dies in This Elevator, and this one. You can listen to shows ad-free and get tons of premium bonus content on over 40 shows. For us sci-fi people, I recently listened to Mars Fall, and they have a whole miniseries, interviews, and albums of the show's unique score on there. All of it for $10 a month. That's like having a Patreon account to 40 podcasts for the price of one. On top of that, 70% of your subscription goes directly to creators. This support helps us with getting these shows produced. I know every penny that I earn through this program goes straight into the next season's budget. And let me tell you, as an indie podcaster, every cent helps us keep doing what we love and helps keep the content flowing on a faster timeline. You can join Apollo Plus by downloading the Apollo Podcast app on Android or iOS or by going to apollopods.com. Again, that's apollopods.com, or through the Apollo Podcast app on iOS and Android. Thanks for the support.